Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday. And I am so excited to talk to my buddy and Hall of Famer Tony Baselli momentarily we are presented of course by DraftKings love me some DraftKings just like last week we still don't have any tux takes although I am now back somewhere where they do have cell service so if anything happens I'll be all over social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod so please follow along if there's anything big I'll do an emergency video, a Ross rapid reaction, if you will. And then, of course, we can talk about it further on Monday, on Monday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. But I mentioned that just so that you know we don't have any winners again this week. Maybe you know what I'll do? Since you guys have been awesome the last couple of weeks, maybe I'll pick winners for Monday. Maybe I'll have a spread the word winner a sponsor confirmation email winner, and a YouTube shout-out winner for Monday. And you know what else? Maybe one of you that's never tried to win, you assume you can't, or you just don't feel like it, maybe one of you will say, you know what? I'm going to try this weekend. I'm going to subscribe to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and I'm going to make a comment. And I bet you Ross sees it. And I bet you Ross picks me. And I bet I get an awesome cameo video that I can send all my buddies at the start of our fantasy football draft. Maybe you do that. Or maybe you take advantage of some of the sponsors like Express Clothing or Athletic Greens, which is awesome. I've been telling you guys about Athletic Greens for a while now. You know why? Because it's true. A lot of you take a multivitamin. This is way better than a multivitamin. It costs you less than $3 a day. I know most of us don't eat enough vegetables, myself included. Uh, my hand, if you're watching on YouTube, hand raised. I do not watch. I do not eat enough vegetables. Why not just drink something that has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Helps with digestion, that's for sure. I take it in the morning on an empty stomach because that's what they recommend. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you 
a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, we are now joined by the Hall of Famer. I've waited a long time to be able to say that. The Hall of Famer, Tony Baselli. Tony, thanks so much for coming on the show again, man. Congratulations. Ross, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, it, I like the sound of that. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get used to it. I don't think it'll ever get old. Um, it's funny, you know, you... You know, you and I do the radio together, and, and whenever, you know, you hear someone get introduced, like, here with, Hall, you know, Kevin Harlan saying, Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer uh, James Lofton on the broadcast. You know, so, or you, you, you're with people that get introduced, you always kind of hear that moniker. And I don't know about you, but I always, before, now it's, I have that moniker before the introduction. I always like, man, that is so cool. I always, I've always thought it was cool. As a player, I thought it was a cool, you know, before making the Hall of Fame, I thought it was cool, and and now to have that, uh, it's just it's just dang right cool. You know, it's interesting because it is awesome, and people do introduce you like that. Like I don't understand why I don't get introduced like that. <laughs> I am a member of the Berks County chapter of the Pennsylvania State Hall of Fame, <laughs> but they don't say that for you unless you're like in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But honestly, man, you're going to get introduced like that now for the rest of your life. That is such a cool thing. And you're right, because you and I both work for Westwood One. And whenever James Lofton's on or Rod Woodson or Kurt Warner, they say it every time. Every time. Or Boomer Esiason was the MVP. When I'm doing the game, they're just like, I'm here with Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's – it's one of the many cool things that has ha- that is uh, that's happened since uh, finding out I made the Hall of Fame. So it's uh, it's really cool, and I and I'll just say before I go any further, I got really thankful to you and and, and a number of other uh, people in the media and peers and guys who played the game and or, or covered the game, just for all the support over the years. I mean, I mean you you had videos every year you do, but the one this year even went vi- viral again. Um, supported my ca- uh, case for the Hall of Fame. So I, that does not, it's not lost on me, and I really appreciate it. Well, as you know, it's, it's my pleasure. And honestly, it's not because I know you or like you. It's just the truth. I mean, I, I was pretty outspoken about Richard Seymour as well. You know, I just – there's guys I watched and I just feel strongly about. By the way, once you make the Hall of Fame, does God just, like, shine a light on your face for the well, rest of the- your life? Yeah, we played, you know, you called me last night to do this. I actually forgot this morning. I was doing something else. And then we, you know, so I was scrambling to try to find somewhere to do this. Because I'm in this condo in Jacksonville Beach because my wife and I are building a new house. 
and I can't get away from the sunrise. There's windows <laughs> everywhere. I'm like looking around. And if I go to other places, it's too dark and you can't see. So I'm like, I guess I'm just going to have to sit here with the everything, the sun right in my face. So, But if, you know what? The good news is I'm looking out at the uh, Atlantic Ocean, the beach with the sun coming up, talking to you. So it's not a bad deal. That is hilarious. Um, so you got to tell me, how, how and when did you find out? Like I, this year was weird because it was a Thursday night with the NFL honors, which I like because I never watched Saturday night. Saturday night I was doing something. So I like that it was a Thursday night. So how did it all go down this year? Well, you, you know, Ross, they voted on uh, the 18th of January. That's when the vote happened. Um, but I didn't find – and I found out the knock that I think a lot of people have seen, Nancy Munoz knocking on the door, happened the 27th. So there's like nine days in between. Um, and the funny thing about the – my wife found out the 19th, the day after the vote, the Hall of Fame called her. She didn't tell me because they wanted – they had to call somebody to plan like, okay, where is he going to be on this day? Cause I travel a lot for work. Um, you know, cause they had to schedule Anthony Munoz, get everyone in the TV crew because they do this whole like production. It's a big, like I was, did, had no idea they were outside the door. Wait, wait, I didn't see it. Where, what door did they knock on? So they came to Jacksonville and my wife said at this whole thing, um, and I'll, I'll send you the clip. I'll, I'll, uh, text it to you. The, uh, the NFL Network, Steve White, um, the Hall of Fame reporter, Anthony Munoz, they all flew here. And my wife's like worked with our good friends to get me to go like to set up this fake business meeting at my one of my mentors and best friend's house. Um, and they said, hey, can you come over at this time? Because we're, we're doing X, Y. They made up this whole excuse. My wife wasn't there. It was just a meeting between me, me and my buddy. So I show up. And the meeting's supposed to start at 3 o'clock. And he says, hey, can you get here at 2.45? We, I just want to talk about some stuff. And I said, sure. So I get there. I'm not thinking anything. Because this is very normal for this guy to call me. And I show up to his house. He lives in Jacksonville, uh, uh, Jacksonville Beach. And I go in. We're talking. And like 10 minutes later, he says, hey, can you go down? Uh, someone's knocking at the door. And he, he's fighting. He's, he's fighting cancer. And so he's going through chemo. So he's like, I don't, I don't want to walk downstairs. Do you mind go get in the door? Because it's so-and-so who's coming to meet us. I said, absolutely. So I walk down the stairs. There's a knock on the door. I open it up. It's Anthony Munoz in his, in his gold jacket telling me, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Oh, and my gosh. I'll that is awesome. I'll send you the clip. Because, uh, like, the way it used to be, You'd be in a hotel wherever yeah. the Super Bowl is, and you're kind of like anxious, like, am I going to get the knock or am I going to get the call? But right. either way, you know it's coming. You're kind of on edge. This, you were just totally surprised out of the blue. Well, I was surprised, but I listen, there was a lot of anxiety because I knew when the vote was, and the fact that I hadn't heard anything for nine days, I'm like, uh-oh. Because I'm like, I, you figure they're going to tell the guys who make it first, and then they'll call everyone else. And I'm like, this is getting late in the day. I wonder if I didn't make it again. And so I got to knock. And then the worst part is I had to be quiet. I couldn't tell anybody for two weeks. Because um, it was two, it was, that was the 27th, it was the Thursday. The honor show was two weeks later in LA. And they said, listen, don't, and I give everyone credit. It stayed out of the press. I mean, it wasn't on Twitter. I mean, it, they did a good job of keeping it quiet. And then they announced it to the world at the honor show on Thursday night before the Super Bowl. So, it was uh it was an amazing process. It was hard to keep it quiet for two weeks. You know, it's funny. A lot of people would call me and text me and, and they say, Hey, we're praying for you. 
And I had to go along with it. But Ross, everything in me was saying, well, stop praying. It's already done. I'm in. Pray for like sick kids and poverty and <laughs> world peace. <laughs> Pray for something because like it's done. We're good. We're good. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been an amazing, like the whole journey. And it just, you know what it does. It just forces, for me at least, it's made me just look back and be so, it's so much gratitude. You look at the journey of how you get here you know, start with Pop Warner and you play high school football and you go through that and you go to college, you get drafted. I mean, just so many cool moments, cool relationships, cool opportunities along the road and for it to kind of accumulate in Canton, you know, um, at the Hall of Fame as far as kind of the journey of playing football. And uh, it's pretty – it's just really cool. So when Munoz came – your wife wasn't there. Like, when did you when did you get to see your wife and sell and like hug her? Oh yeah, that was the cool thing. So no, I opened up the door, and it's Anthony Munoz, and you know that's the guy. That's the standard. That's the that's the goat. That's the one who sets you know how the position is to be played. The standard. So he opens the door. It's him. Right behind him is the NFL Network, and the Hall of Fame, Jim Porter. And then right behind them is my entire family. My wife, my stepmom flew in from California because my dad had passed away last year. My step, uh, my mom, all my kids. My kids drove up from South Florida who were going to school from Gainesville. They all were sitting there right behind the NFL Network. My in-laws, my wife's parents. It was awesome. It was so cool. Dude, I – I'm getting chills just hearing you describe that. Because that's the thing. I mean, like, it's cool that, about Munoz, and it's cool that you're getting the Hall of Fame. But what makes it special is, like, sharing it with your family. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, because, you, I mean, I mean, you know this because you know the process before. Like, you'd be up in a hotel on Saturday, and they'd come knock on the door if you made it or call you if you didn't. Well, in all those situations, I'd have my family with me. And so when I got the phone call, they'd all be crying and like so upset. And I'm like, okay, who didn't get in the Hall of Fame? Me or you? And, <laughs> but the, so, but to have the flip side for them to partake, to par, uh, participate and partake in the celebration was awesome. And so that was such a. There were so many cool moments, so many cool family moments, Ross. I mean, Thursday night after the honor show, the Jags and my wife threw a party for me at USC. Past teammates showed up. I mean, from USC and the Jags, um, and they did a video for me with all these people saying cool things and making fun of me, which I love. I love you know everyone giving me a hard time. Ex teammates, it's like a locker room. And at the end, like the coolest moment. This is like, and I'm, I've said it enough times where I'm at least getting through this without getting emotional. Um, you'll understand in a second. At the end of this video, a video of my dad pops up. Now, my dad, one of the big um, one of the things that really bothered me last year when I didn't make it, my dad was fighting cancer. And I knew there was a good chance he wasn't going to make it through the year. Um, and so when I got the call last January, you know, a year ago, January, that from David Baker that I didn't make it in the Hall of Fame, I was like, uh, that's a bummer. But the big bummer was my dad, I, I knew he, you know, he was in a battle for his life. So he ends up, anyways, he ends up dying on uh, Memorial Day of 2021. And, um, and so that, you know, you go, anyone who's lost a parent, you go through all the emotions. I've gone through them all, you know, I was close to my dad and, uh, what I didn't know 12 days before he died, 
my wife and one of my best friends convinced him to do a video of congratulating me making the Hall of Fame. Oh. Oh, man, dude. And so I'm sitting at USC and all these funny videos and really nice videos are going on. And then all of a sudden, a video of my dad comes up 12 days before he died. And Ross, I couldn't watch it. I feel like just put my hand, my head in my hands, and I was like, I just, and he, uh, the, all I heard him say is, I'm just so proud of you. And like, oh, what else do you, like, like, what else do you want as a son? Like, like that, and I, and, and my wife, and I have yet to watch it because I, I, you know, I don't like, crying my kids will tell you that like they so i always like so it's not because i'm like some tough guy i just avoid it like i'm just it's it's not i'm not saying it's a healthy thing um and so i'm gonna watch the whole thing at some point but uh the funny thing is my wife told me my dad didn't want to do it because he didn't want to admit he was dying and uh so they had to convince him and i'm so glad he did it was so cool and uh, wow! I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd ever seen the, if I didn't make the Hall of Fame, they'd probably never shown it to me. So make the Hall of Fame got me to see my dad talking to, about me one last time, which was amazing. That that is incredible and uh, amazing foresight by your wife. Uh, two more questions, I think. Do you think it meant more to you since you had to wait? Do you think? I mean the five years or six years, whatever it was, if you had gotten in right away, probably wouldn't have been quite as emotional. I'm not saying it makes it better that way, but just, I guess, your thoughts on having to wait and what that did to the process. Um, It makes you appreciate it. There's no doubt about that. I think anything in life, when you have to kind of go through ups and downs and you have to, you see how hard it is, you probably appreciate it more. I mean, I think, I mean, the hardest part about me waiting was less about the Hall of Fame, was the fact that it was a reminder that my career was cut short because of injuries. Like, every time I didn't make it, it was because, oh, you didn't play enough games. And so, I, like, every, it was like a annual, you know, of other people reminding me. Trust me, I remind myself enough, like, looking back, because I love the game. I mean, Ross, you and I have talked about this. I'd go play right now if I could. I mean, I just love it. And, uh, and so when that was taken away because of injury and a bad surgery that didn't work, you know, that was the hardest part. Cause every year I'd be like, Oh, you're not going to make it because something that had, you had no control over. Um, you did nothing wrong, but we're just, you're not, it wasn't your play. Like it wasn't no. your performance that was no. preventing you from being in the hall of fame. It was the injury. That's right. And so that was the hardest part. And so that's, it does make it, um, so sweet to get in. And so, I, but I do think, I mean, your point's a good one. I think when you wait and you have to kind of fight for or persevere to go through stuff, it makes it even that much better. Was there any part of you that thought there was a chance that it might not happen? Or yeah. did you just think, I'm going to get in and it's just a matter of time? No, I told my wife, and this is funny because she actually knew I was already in. The night before the Anthony Munoz knock, we were at dinner and I was grumpy. I was feeling sorry for myself and everything else. Cause like, I, I thought maybe I didn't make it. And I told her, I said, Ange, if I don't make it this year, I don't think I'll ever make it. I thought this was the last year, not because my eligibility was up because at some point I, 
it wasn't like I was just a finalist for six straight years, Ross. I was top 10. I was like at the doorstep for six straight years, meaning I felt like if, you know, with no sure fired, you know, first ballot guy uh, in this class, not that they're, you know, guys like DeMarcus Ware and Devin Hester and others didn't deserve strong, strong consideration. I felt like, you know, if it's not this year, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, and I actually, and maybe it is, was to protect myself, but I, I through, throughout the process over the six years, I had several conversations with myself <laughs> where I had to say, I had to convince myself and, ha- and like, and I told my wife this, I said, Hey, listen, if it doesn't work, I'll be okay. Like don't, and I said, but don't take that for me not wanting to be in the hall of fame. And don't take that as that this won't be a defining moment in life. But if it doesn't happen, I'll be okay. And I had to do that, Ross, because I didn't, like, how is that fair to anyone in my life, my family, my kids, or any of my friends, that if every year I, when I don't make it or I didn't make it or if I never make it, that it's going to, I'm going to let it ruin my life. Right. So you, like, that was just, I had to have that moment. I, and I, it, like, it was an important moment for me. Like, okay, I'll be okay. Now, it was painful because the thought of going into the future of never – of not making the hall of fame because of an injury was hard, but it was a conversation I had to have with myself. Awesome. Uh, Tony really appreciate the time. You know, we've had, I've had you on a couple times talking about you when you didn't get in. Um, so it's really, <laughs> this nice. is much better. This is yeah, much better. Rob. This is a better conversation. <laughs> Check him out on Twitter at Tony Baselli. Congratulations, man. So, so happy for you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Ross. So excited to be there with Tony in Canton in a few weeks. That's going to be cool. That's going to be cool for the social media posts. That's going to be a cool experience for my wife and I. And that's going to be cool for each and every one of you because I'm going to talk about it on Monday's Ross Tucker football podcast that weekend. So I've never been. So it's going to be awesome going to see Tony Baselli get inducted. For me, it's probably a once in a lifetime experience. None of my other, none of my teammates have ever invited me. So why not go when Tony Baselli invites me? Because he's the man, which is awesome. Plus, I'm thrilled Seymour's getting in too. Because Seymour and Baselli, you guys know, they're the ones I've been banging the drum for for a couple years, just like I've been banging the drum for these shirts from Express, the bold button downs, the polos. I've been telling you about the lightweight linen breathable cotton fabrics for the suits but how about denim how about we make today a denim day my daughters have that at their school by the way denim day but guess what they can do a denim day and have khaki olive white all kinds of denim shades at express find something for every destination at express online or in store let's do another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. An email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. 
The email address is ross at rosstucker.com. I am very appreciative of when you reach out and you want to be a sponsor of the show or you want me for like a speaking engagement or something. It's awesome. And like, I, I think it's cool. I also love when you take advantage of a sponsor like Jan Lehman did and you send me it an email that proves you took advantage of one of the sponsors that keeps these things going, ross at rosstucker.com. What do you got, Brian? I love hearing from our good friend, Jan Lehman, who asks today's question, Ross, when I first started watching football many years ago, either the starting quarterback or the backup quarterback was the holder for extra points and field goals. I believe the reasoning back then was that quarterbacks were considered more depth at taking snaps and more shorthanded. At some point, though, those duties were transferred to the punter. Why? It would seem to me a quarterback gives you a greater potential for fake field. Uh, plus, it would also put added pressure on the defense. Thanks again. Uh, love uh, all the great content every week. It makes the offseason much more bearable. Thanks, Jan. Jan's the man. Jan's the guy that I met before a Bills game. I think it might have been the Bills-Patriots playoff game, and he brought me some local beer, which was amazing. Gosh, you guys are the best. Anyway, um, Jan, it's a great question. And I think I know the answer, but I might ask some people or maybe even get a special teams coach on the show to have them verify it. Essentially what it comes down to is you only have so much time with the players and you only have so much on-field time. And I think they actually spend a lot more time now with the holder, the snapper, and the kicker than they used to. And the quarterbacks don't have that kind of time. In other words, while the offense and defense are doing individual drill or seven-on-seven seven or team or inside run, the, the, the long snapper, the punter, and the kicker, they're just working on their stuff all day. So they just get so good at it. Plus, the punter is so used to seeing the ball come from the long snapper, both on punts and field goals, that they just get comfortable with it, right? They're just uh, they have the timing down. It's like a what do they call it? The battery. They just feel the kicker is comfortable with the punter because he hangs out with them all the time. Because kickers and punters hang out together. They've worked on it a zillion times. If you put a quarterback in there who didn't do as many reps then the kicker's maybe not quite as confident. So that's the answer. Um, but you're right. I don't think it should be a reason to keep a bad punter, number one. Number two, I'm sure plenty of the quarterbacks, especially backup quarterbacks, could do it just fine because they probably did it in high school, maybe even college. Good question, Jan. Really good question. Not surprised. I'm also not surprised a lot of you like listening to Simon Hunter uh, this week on the Even Money podcast or liked our first dive into the top prospects for the NFL draft, both Greg on Monday with some more quarterbacks and receivers, Emery going over the top 10 players in the ACC. It's time to get excited about college football and about the top prospects going into the season. And of course, we talked O-line rankings on the Fantasy Feast podcast this week. Other than that, have a great Awesome weekend. We'll be back live Monday with Tux Takes, 
on everything important that happened the last couple weeks and everything that happens over the weekend. Did I do shout-outs, but I don't think I did. Not yet. I didn't do shout-outs for SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, Pizza Boy Brewing, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics. Now I did. Now I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.